Warning. This show may be unsuitable for young fillies, colts, and foals due to strong language prevalent in literally every episode, and some mild sexual innuendo. We will also touch on themes of racial relations, political climate, and other sensitive subjects, but we will let you know when those things come up. Pony, welcome to Equestria Gaze, a My Little Pony rewatch podcast. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Equestria Gaze. I'm Anya, my pronouns are they, them, and you can find me on Twitter at aka Anya. I'm joined by my partner in life, love, and experimental cooking, August. Hi, I'm August. I use they, them pronouns. I wave at microphones, and you can find me on Twitter at Harpydora. And today we have a special guest with us. Izzy! Howdy! My name is Izzy, and uh, don't refer to me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Shondeer, and you can find the podcast that I do at Hope's Hearth Pod. Yeah! Thanks for coming back. Yeah! I yeah. love talking about ponies. <laughs> they're so good. They're, they're very good, and also very problematic. It true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Each week, we'll settle in to rewatch an episode of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, to break apart what exactly this show is trying to say. The good, the bad, and the downright problematic, as we mentioned. <laughs> uh, we figured it's 2021, and it's only seven days into this year, and somehow everything is happening so much. Uh, so why not watch some cartoons? Because I don't want to watch the news anymore. <laughs> 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 You know me, I ain't seen My Little Pony till right about now, uh, and I became real country. August. <laughs> and I got into Friendship is Magic when it first came out. I witnessed the genesis of the Brony fandom, and I eventually fell off the cart around season four, which is to say, this ain't my first rodeo. And... Like August, I've been hoofing it in this pasture since the beginning, but I unhitched myself from the wagon somewhere around season five or six. I can never remember which one, and I don't feel like checking. Valid. Also, damn y'all with all of the things. <laughs> I'm making finger guns. Good. Same. <laughs> I'm even making them in your direction, babe. Aw, thanks. I, I spent a long time trying to come up with puns to put in that intro. <laughs> You did good. I did a lot of, like, Googling, like, synonyms for horse. <laughs> so, oh my god. Ar Artemis is chasing her tail under the Christmas tree. It's a lot. 
Um, she must. So, huh? She must. It's true. She's she's got a random burst of kitten energy. I'll take it. <laughs> um. So this week we'll be discussing season one, episode fourteen, suited for success. We open on Rarity crafting her new gown for the Grand Galloping Gala when Twilight and Applejack come into her shop. Twilight asks Rarity to fix a button on the plain dress she wants to wear to the gala, and Rarity refuses, expressing disgust at the outfit Twilight has picked out. She offers to make Twilight a new dress and to fix up Applejack's attire. This snowballs until Rarity has eagerly offered to make all of the girls a new dress for the gala. Rarity sings a catchy song about making the dresses and stresses the uniqueness of each girl's personality she's put into each dress. Then it's time for the big reveal. The girls aren't happy with Rarity's designs, so Rarity resolves to make them new gowns based on their feedback. The girls get increasingly nitpicky as Rarity works on the revised dresses, but she finally finishes the new gowns, which kind of suck. The girls love them, however, and are happy to put on a show for a visiting fashion exec, Hoity Toity. Unfortunately, Hoity Toity finds the gowns tasteless and tacky, and Rarity runs away in shame to hide from her now-ruined career. Twilight and Rainbow Dash coax Rarity out later by endangering her cat, Opalescent, and the girls show off the completed gown design they made for her. Rarity forgives the other ponies for being shitty about her dresses, and the girls convince Hoity Toity to view the original designs to save Rarity's career. There's a cool magic fashion show just for him, and he's super impressed. He commissions Rarity for 12 copies of each of the different designs by next Tuesday, and we end with Rarity having an aneurysm. So, you know how this goes by now, unless you're listening to this as your first episode, which, you know what, good episode to tune in on. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also makes no sense if you haven't watched (laughs) the first episode, but that's fine. Um, So... We're going to start out like we always do with our message to Phillies, Colts, and Foles, uh, where we take away the big picture of the show. And um, I guess I can go because I'm always on top. (laughs) It's because I do it alphabetically in the document. Oh, cool. So my big picture message from this episode is that sometimes you just need to trust the work the artist does and respect the hard work that goes into crafting. And my message that I got out of this is that the opinion of people who have specialized experience should be respected because they have the particular knowledge you don't on a subject. See also scientists telling people to wear their fucking masks. (laughs) Sips my sonic drink like I'm Kermit drinking tea. (laughs) (laughs) What I took away from this episode um, definitely leaned more in the artist perspective of things than the people outside of the artist. It's just making things for your friends always feels good, but you're allowed to be upset and set boundaries if they ask you to change the gift, like in a way that's too much. There's an overarching question I have about this episode that kind of goes hand in hand with your gift comment. And I don't know if anyone brought it up, but in the song, there's a line about staying within the budget. Yeah, yeah. But these are these are gifts, right? Yes. <laughs> like she's doing this for free. If they were paying for the gowns, they would have every right to be as shitty as they are. But these well, are gifts. Yeah, I, I mean, she could have her own budget, though. This is fair. Maybe she probably does have to budget out what she, what she spends on materials. But it's definitely implied in the reprise of the the song that like. 
because the other ponies are the ones who say make sure it stays within our budget. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I know that song too well. It's it's a good song. It's also, I don't know, I get into this song a lot later. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but like that part just confused me. I was like, wait, this is, there's no budget for y'all. It's a gift that you're getting and being shitty about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess we can go ahead and transition since we kind of are into um, the main main meat of the show. I hate <laughs> the that horse phrase because the show is about horses. <laughs> the horse meat of the show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the the breast, if you will, or the thigh. What's the biggest piece of chicken? Is it the thigh? No, it's the breast. Uh, I wish it was the thigh. That depends on the chicken. <laughs> If you want a big thigh, get a turkey. Fair enough. The horse meat. <laughs> oh, God. I'm done now. <laughs> um, which is where we talk about uh, the bridal meaning within the show. And that's all the little things that we as adults watching a children's cartoon picked up on. So, someone other than me talk. Uh, <laughs> Since my comment is first, I guess I'll go first. Like, all three of us commented on this is like, damn, Rarity, why you treat your cat like that? <laughs> yep. We are all appalled at Rarity's treatment of, I almost, oh, God, I almost said something bad. Like, it just popped into my head. <laughs> Don't and I'm like, nope. I think uh -uh. I know what you were nope. almost going to say. And <laughs> nope. No. I'm so curious. I don't know what you were going to say. You don't want to know. Babe. The, the way that she treats her cat. <laughs> oh. Hi, I'm I'm <laughs> bad at things. Uh anyways, I accidentally turned on stitches. <laughs> um, anyways. God. Um yeah, yeah. Rarity is not a great pet owner. It, it's like in in yeah. later episodes, it's like no wonder like Opal like doesn't like her. Yeah. yeah. That's what I put, like, no wonder that cat don't like Rarity. Like, we see a lot later that that cat really does not, like, no. cooperate very well with Rarity. And, like, I wonder fucking why. Yeah. Like, I mean, she doesn't seem to like anybody, but, like, if her owner's treating her that way, it makes sense. Good lord. Just. <sighs> Somebody take this cat mm. away from her. <laughs> I don't know that they could. Fluttershy could. <laughs> um, so anyways, talking about uh, plot threads that continue throughout the story, um, it's nice to see the Grand Galloping Gala come back up again because I'd almost forgotten about it. Like, they really do actually carry that plot line. Yeah, it, it continues like just kind of piece by piece through the season. I honestly, like as an adult watching it, wish that they had kept the Gala-related episodes closer together. Because chronologically, mm -hmm. yeah. it would have made more sense. But this is also a children's show. Yeah, it is interesting that, like, we basically see her make the dresses for them in one episode. She makes all of their outfits. They're ready to go. They're not going for another ten nope. episodes. And then those outfits keep popping up. Because anytime you see Rarity with a clothing rack, those dresses are on it. Ooh, I'm gonna look for that. Yeah, you should. I like that. Um... But also, like, we've already established that the movement of time in this series is very weird. So for all we know, it's like 10 years between this point and the gala. <laughs> like, the movement of time in this show is so weird. 
It is. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's almost certainly for, like, syndication purposes or whatever. But also, it's just, it's really weird because there's a certain amount of continuity that isn't typically found in a lot of syndicated children's cartoons like this. But there's also the whole episodic nature where it feels like there's a lot of, like, dissonance between what the show wants to be for the purposes of syndication versus what it wants to be for the purposes of telling a story with character development, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there are shows that are aimed at, like, the age group that My Little Pony is aimed at that do that. Like, do it very well, even. And it's like, Hasbro, (laughs) you could try just a little harder. Just a little. It gets kind of better in later seasons, but yes. Yeah. Gotta sell the toys. <laughs> um, my my next note is uh, Twilight and Applejack are those people who go, is that anime when someone is drawing? Yeah, that's 100% what they're doing, except the dress version of it, I guess. Yeah, God, it's so annoying. <laughs> As not a drawer, I don't think I get this reference. <laughs> It's when you, like, this mostly happened to me in school and doesn't happen to me as much anymore as an adult because I tend to hang out with other creatives. But um, you're drawing, like, after class, before class, whatever the fuck. Um, And, like, somebody who doesn't draw comes up behind you, watches you for a minute, and you know they're there because usually they're breathing in Hmm. your ear almost. And then they ask... Is that anime? And you could be drawing anything. And they'll ask <laughs> if it's anime. Like, I swear to God, I, I drew furries a lot. As I still draw furries a lot. But anyway, <laughs> I drew furries a lot in high school. And people would be like, oh, is that anime? And I'm like, no. Does it look like anime? Now it could be anime because we've got more furry animes. But at <laughs> the time, everybody was into Naruto. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So it's it's just that thing. I guess I never hung around with like the anyone drawing, I guess. Like you know, I mean a lot of my friends drew, <laughs> but I didn't hang over their shoulder or anything. You know when somebody in a library is like they obviously need to ask you a question, but they're yeah. just kind of <laughs> looking at you instead of asking? Yup. That that feeling. It's like just Jesus. say something. So that we can get this interaction over with. Like, I, I'm going to need you to start this interaction. <laughs> it's just that feeling of, oh, God, this, please don't say what I think you're going to say. Please don't say something stupid. And then they say something stupid. And you're like, anyway. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, I don't actually know who's left. No, it's it's not. Well, it is me next, but it's August 1st. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, Anya and I commented on the same thing oh, we at said the, same the same time. Yeah, yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, Rarity turning on the customer service voice is relatable because you can tell that she's just swallowing her annoyance and just the customer service voice is so palpable. Uh, props to her voice actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her voice actress is fucking great. I have used that voice and I have given up on that voice and just turned into like the are you fucking kidding me voice of a customer service person. Oh, it hurt my soul. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. But also Applejack not wanting to wear a gown is relatable. 
Yes. But that's just because I'm Applejack and I don't like to wear dresses. Well, that's one thing I love about like Rarity really does take each girl into such consideration because mm-hmm. Applejack's finished thing isn't really a dress. Like it's it's dressier than Applejack usually wears, but it's still very tomboy. Yeah. It's it's very her. Like Rarity's dress designs are amazing and very in character. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only dress design I th- that I personally think isn't is her own. Yeah, I agree. But it's, uh, that, that's a case of creatives making things for themselves. Uh, I do love, though, like how when Rainbow Dash just fucking crashes in, when Rarity sees her with like the fabric draped over her and the bucket on her head, she's just this immediately like, oh! Oh, I know what to make. <laughs> and you can see that inspiration that she got from Rainbow Dash later in Rainbow Dash's finished dress, and it's so good. It is good. And also, like, people just don't give a fuck when their houses get destroyed in this show. Yeah, it happens so often. I don't want to know what, like, the home insurance rates are like <laughs> in Ponyville, honestly. Rarity gives taxes no pay fucks. for it. <laughs> I just love that Rainbow Dash crashes through her roof and she's like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> like, uh, if she hadn't have been inspired, she may have been annoyed. <laughs> like, is the idea fixing your roof before it rains again? <laughs> Bless. Oh, it's me. It's um, you. It is you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, at the end of the whole sequence of Rarity deciding to make a dress for everybody that she knows, um, it's just like she's every overzealous cosplayer six months before a convention. Yeah, I can totally do this in six <sighs> months. <laughs> I gotta tell you about the fucking glow cloud. <sighs> oh, I want to hear wanted, that story later. <laughs> yeah, I wanted so bad to have this costume, and it was, like, such a great idea, and in practice, it was a disaster. Oh, and we should course. exchange uh, Welcome to Night Vale cosplay stories, because me with my um, fawn Cecil, oh. which August has seen that outfit. <laughs> I have. It's a lot. It was a lot. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh cosplaying love to cosplay um now we get to one of my favorite parts of the episode which is the song i love art of the dress it is a very good song one of the reasons i wanted to do this episode is because when i was in high school which is when i got into my little pony because that was roughly when it came out uh, i was taking a costume design class and my final project was my pinky pie cosplay which august has also seen Oh, I want to see. I did an A-line pink dress, like 50s housewife kind of style, with an apron that had cupcakes on it. It was very good. I still have the apron, but I unfortunately outfatted the dress. Those things happen. Yeah. So I had to I had to get rid of the dress, which was unfortunate, but it wasn't like a ex- it wasn't made of expensive fabric. It was cotton um pink cotton material basically. Um, okay. so it was pretty cheap. I, I did like wearing it. It fit me well because I tailored it to fit me. I had, <laughs> I had a lot of fun listening. The entire time I was sewing that dress, I was listening to that song on repeat. Oh, 
I yeah. love that. <laughs> I'll have to get photos later. Yes. Yeah, the song isn't quite as catchy as winter wrap-up but it's still really good i still have winter wrap-up stuck in my head from when the episode dropped like yep i'm trying to like have this other song run through my head and it's like no winter wrap-up winter (laughs) wrap-up that's (laughs) that's it (laughs) yeah and during the uh song sequence like with all the magic that rarity has to use for her craft it kind of makes makes me wonder if only unicorns can really become tailors because like how the fuck is an earth pony expected to use scissors i yeah like maybe a rotary cutter but i see no way another one could do it (laughs) i mean so in the next cutie mark crusaders episode the talent show one we I'm okay. Scootaloo uses scissors. Oh, she has to use them like both of her hands, right? I think so, because Scootaloo is oh, the one yeah. who does the outfits, right? I can't remember. I I know one of them does, and yeah, they they have to use like both their hands to cut it, and it just doesn't seem like a thing that is easily done. No, Scootaloo yeah. did the music. Sweetie Belle did the outfits, but Sweetie Belle's not good with her magic. Yeah, that sounds right. Because she's a baby. Yeah. So, like, they can use scissors. Also, there's just this dumb, like, thing, and you'll notice it as episodes go on, where they just use their hooves for whatever the fuck, and it just works. Or they use their mouths. Because, Mm -hmm. fun fact about horses, their lips are really dexterous. I hate that, but also... (laughs) Free extra horse fact. Yeah, free extra horse fact. Their <laughs> lips are super dexterous. That's how they interact with the world is their mouths. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. a lot of sense. Yeah, so like I think maybe it would depend on like whether or not you want uh like speed because I feel like unicorns can make things faster because of the magic, but maybe there's like this is me speculating. Maybe there's like a weird elitism like clothing made by Pegasi or by like Earth ponies could ostensibly be considered higher quality because they have to take longer to make them but also there's the extra on unicorns where it's like they can put magic into the fabric and stuff yeah Mm. is it like the difference of like handmade versus mass produce because like at the end of this rarity is making you know another 12 times six dresses i really don't think she actually went through with that (laughs) but Uh, probably not (laughs) But maybe, yeah. It's a it's a thing to think about. Um God. <laughs> Me and August had the same comment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Rare God. We did say basically the same thing. Um Rarity is like an artist who's taken a commission. Uh, when she reveals the dresses, it's just like, okay, do they like them? And then like that feeling of being crushed yep. when they don't react uh, <sighs> like they like yeah. them after you've put all of this work and effort into it to meet their specifications. It's so sad. It is. It's like when you finish a piece, like the client was totally fine with it. And then you show them the finished piece and they're like, no, I need this changed. And I'm like, I always like look at them like that's going to be another $50. <laughs> which which leads into my next note uh because i literally always in the reprise just want to destroy the other five ponies because that that shit 
is the reason I have a clause in my TOS for commissions about revisions. You get very few revi- like revisions once you're past the sketch phase to fix things mm-hmm. before you have to pay me more money. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to do a billion revisions for no pay because that means that I take longer on the piece. Also, like, this was a gift? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... Just keep coming back to that. <laughs> like, I understand, like, oh, this doesn't fit me quite right. Can you adjust the fit? That's one thing. The whole outfit? The whole thing? Yeah, like, one of Fluttershy's comments was that it was too tight in the arms, which, fair. If it's too tight in the arms that you can't wear it, yeah. then, you know, that should be fixed. And that's an easy enough thing to alter. But she basically had to scrap everything and start over. And we know that because she has the old dresses in the mm-hmm. end. Like, she didn't alter them. She started from scratch. because yeah, it would have been easier mm-hmm. to start from scratch at that point because they weren't fond of the original designs. And trying to remake a finished dress is actively more difficult than a lot of people who take thrift store clothing and try to do that think it is. Mm-hmm. I do like the small alterations to this song, mm. like going from never stressed when she's having a great time and is like on her creativity high to like always stressed yes. as they're bugging the shit out yes. of her. Like that's just a good detail. It's a very good detail. Yeah. Yeah. And Rarity being frazzled is totally a cosplayer rapidly approaching the convention day mood. <laughs> Panic. God, we've all been there. <laughs> straight up panic yep i i do want to know how fluttershy knew all of that very specific stuff about fabric yeah and i have a theory design it could be bunnies okay. <laughs> i i have a theory and my theory is that um fluttershy seems like someone who is not necessarily frugal by choice but just frugal by lifestyle like, a lot of her mm-hmm. her bits probably go towards the animals rather than herself, which means she probably repairs a lot of her own clothes, makes a lot of her own clothes, makes clothes for, like, the animals if they want them. She probably makes a lot oh. of the fabric things that, she, like, the animals might have and stuff like that. That's my theory, because that seems like the kind of person Fluttershy would be. That I I feel that. That seems like a good takeaway mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. I have many pony head cannons. Yeah. And and I mean that it is interesting that there's this extra dimension to Fluttershy's character, even though at least as far as um I've seen it, I don't recall it ever coming back up. I don't think but... it does. I remember Which is a shame. Well, I remember the first time we watched this through, a couple episodes later, you made a comment that was like something about Fluttershy having all this knowledge two episodes ago. So I think something comes back up, but I don't remember the exact. It's when she's a model. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's when she's a model. Like, you just had all of that knowledge, (laughs) and now you're out here just like, I don't really get fashion. Which, hey, 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 Fluttershy? Why did you ask for French haute couture and your f- the dress? The dress that you get made is not French haute couture. Hey, hey, Fluttershy, I have a bone to pick with you about this one, ma'am. 
I guess I guess that's setting up that she really does not know anything about fashion. Maybe she like she reads, but uh that's as far as it goes. Like you can read about how to like make a recipe, but actually making it is totally different. And I want to know, is there a pony France? Is it called Prance? Is it actually French haute couture? God. Oh, get out of this I house. I mean, probably. Okay, no. goodbye. Goodbye. I can't wait to talk to myself for a half hour every week You've now. You've got Izzy. I am, I am now. I am now the, co- the other co-host. <laughs> Perfect. I'll see you next week. <laughs> wait, you will. <laughs> wait, I will? Oh, I will. <laughs> no one panic. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> anyway that awful fucking pun aside um my next note is not valuable because it's pretty much what y'all have already said like this is the epitome of designing for a client mm-hmm. huh like you got to do what they want you to do even if you know it's not the right thing but at the same time your name's getting slapped on this except because this is the thing that we, as adult artists, must must teach the babby artists. You don't have to. The client is not always right. In fact, you can fire your clients. You can tell them to fuck off. I See, I'm coming at this episode from like a prospect of mm-hmm. website design, which is the only thing I've really ever done art-wise, yeah. like on commission. And it's just such a different reality than this because like web design having to redo everything like it's tragic but i don't have to scrap like a whole ass dress um but also like stuff like that it's frustrating but it is a little bit easier to start over whereas if like i'm drawing something like say i'm doing um like a whole like traditional piece if i scrap that like yes that is hours of work done but that's also markers colored pencils paper lead eraser mm-hmm. supplies even if it doesn't seem like a lot it's still supplies plus my time which is why like i'm always like if a customer asks for too much change you charge them uh if a customer is a nitpicky garbage human trash them <laughs> they go in the trash where they belong <laughs> that's fair because my whole like training for web design was always like what the client wants is what you have to do. You can't make it your design. Like, but my, your name still goes on and at yeah, the end of that, the day. That's the thing. Like if, like, if you want to make a lot of money doing something, then yeah, sure, do that. But you are going to kill yourself. Like, you are, you are going to burn out because you're not enjoying what you're doing. Unless if you do enjoy that, then mm-hmm. uh, chase your bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's like, a weird overlap of like people who enjoy punishment <laughs> and uh, also design. God, <laughs> they've got a perfect calling there. Lord, art world fun. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. um, the so <laughs> one of the the phrases that is the bane of the fandom is twenty percent cooler. I had that on a shirt. <laughs> It, my mom bought me a bunch of pony shirts at one point because I got really into My Little Pony. I mean, like, this was, I'm autistic. This was a spill interest. So, like, my mom mm-hmm. bought me shirts and everything. Also, God, like, 
we've already said, like, Rarity said she'd make these changes again. She, at that point, I think she should have told the other five ponies to fuck off. But is there, like, no way that they can't tell that she's getting stressed out? Like, she's not taking care of her mane. She is actively, like, worse about interacting with them than usual. Like, she's upset while she's doing... Are these ponies friends? Are these ponies <laughs> friends? I don't think they're friends. I don't know, August, are God. they? We have asked that so many times. And then... And then... And then the fashion show is a shit show. The, the upside to the fashion show is Spike is enjoying himself. And you know what? He deserves it. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's just nice that they, like, while they're up there on the stage having to be stared at, have that realization of just like, oh, uh -huh. fuck. Yeah. And, like, the dresses being ugly is really a lesson in like why you should listen to the specialists that you hire because like you're hiring them for their experience and their knowledge and their skill set and you don't know shit probably compared <laughs> to them and the only thing is i'm wondering why fluttershy's dress ends up being ugly because she kind of demonstrates that she knows what she's talking about like she gets really technical when she's giving her yeah, feedback again her dress isn't hot, isn't French haute couture. But that's Rarity's failing more than Fluttershy's, I would say, because, like, unless, like, but then why doesn't Rarity take Fluttershy for, to task for not knowing what French haute couture is? Yeah! <laughs> but also, hey, DJ Pony. Hey. <laughs> Love DJ Pony. I have so many figures of DJ Pony. She's so good. Also, <laughs> I love the way you spelled this next name. Oh, that was... <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I accidentally spelled hoity-toity hoity-tooty when I was saying that I hated him. So, I hate hoity-tooty. Hoity All my homies hate hoity-toity. I hate hoity-tooty. <laughs> Every time hoity-toity comes up, he is the worst. He's so bad, but I mean, like, he a is. lot of people involved in fashion aren't great people anyway, because wasn't, like, Coco not. Chanel a Nazi? Yes. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely supposed to be a reflection of the the whole fashion industry, and, like, maybe exaggerated for, like, no. laughs, but it's ultimately just truthful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my next note was about Rarity's dressing gown, because I think Rarity, uh, her dressing gown with her fuzzy slippers uh, is just, it's very cute. Like, the uh, character designers did a really good job of adapting, like, the fluffy robe with fuzzy slippers into looking good on a pony, but also being recognizable for what they are. And in some ways, I don't know that the character designers get enough credit for making clothing look readable on four-legged animals yeah i i do have a question uh-huh and that is hey Rar why rarity why are you wearing your slippers on your front hooves <laughs> <laughs> those are your hands yeah well yeah. that happens with the other girls dresses too because like fluttershy's um fluttershy's vines I don't understand why their shoes are on their front hooves. 
They use their front hoofs as hands. I Maybe they're know. more like gloves. Maybe. Maybe they are more like gloves. I mean, I don't for, know. For Fluttershy, that definitely works with the vine situation, but it those are slippers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, Rainbow Dash, why are you endangering animals to get Rarity to come out of the house? Rarity would not come out for anything except the safety of her poor, poor traumatized. Yeah, like, and Fluttershy, why are you letting Rainbow Dash do this? The, it's hilarious because, like, it's easy to just see Opalescent in later episodes and, like, God, that cat is so annoying. But, like, now nah, this episode gave her all her trauma. She's fine. <laughs> she She's allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. Angie. Uh, um, so what I, what I wonder now is, um, so they made Rarity's dress. Like, they made her design, which... Twilight, you're, uh, you're, you, you got photographic memory or something from being able to remember what that looked like from one image on a wall through a keyhole. <laughs> but like, I wonder if after they like gave Rarity the dress and like Rarity was like alone, like she went over it and like looked to see if all the stitching was correct and they used the right materials and stuff. Like, I wonder <laughs> if she did that because I feel like she would do that privately. Right, mm-hmm. like just redesign the dress, <laughs> like fix anything that was wrong, like, and make sure like any any stitching is good, etc. Like just fixing it if anything wasn't good, because like I I feel like she's like, I love my friends, but they are not seamstresses. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that definitely happens. Like she yeah. goes back later and fixes all the things that are wrong, and then now it is a workable dress. <laughs> yeah. And again, it just does it it it's such a weird color on her. Um I yeah. it's it's not the dress I would have expected Rarity yeah. to want for herself. Yeah, but I also get it because it's kind of a very princess dress, so Yeah, yeah and she's going there to land herself a prince. God. <sighs> she has awful taste in men. Comphead is a bitch. <laughs> she has such bad taste in men. We all know that she has better taste in women. Yes. Um, I really like the special effects for the magic show. Like, Rarity's magic is so fucking dope, and I don't think we get to see a lot of this side of it. Yeah. Because, like, we see, we see Twilight's magic, where Twilight does a lot of practical things and a lot of things that are, like, very powerful for doing stuff. But Rarity is very, very good at illusion magic. And it's yeah, like, it would definitely, like, it would increase the quality of fashion shows to have those effects. Yeah, right? Um, and it's just, it was so cool. And we don't yeah. see it that often. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, from a technical, like, animation standpoint, the wipes uh, with the music cues work really well to make this come together and be very impressive and a really good contrast to the first fashion show that failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell, like, Rarity had the ability to do these effects for the first f- fashion show, but it wasn't the dresses she was passionate about, and she didn't like what was out there, so she wasn't going to work them up. She was just going to let them be out there. Plus, she was stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, now we get to see her loving her work and, like, enjoying the product of it. Yeah. It's good. 
Anyway, skipping forward to Twilight's message to Celestia, this raises some really unfortunate questions. First of all, why are they gifting each other's horses to uh, to look in the mouth? Second of all, are horses different from ponies? So. (laughs) Do we see horses or is this just a fan thing? Yes. If you remember in the Grand Galloping Gala, um, Twilight turns some mice into horses. Oh, yeah. And, and there are the horses from Saddle Arabia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So horses are a thing. Yes. Although there are some unfortunate implications about gifting horses and horses being from Saddle Arabia. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like thinking about it. Um, mm. Yeah. Let's not let's let's go ahead to Anya's point. <laughs> uh yeah, my question is that now Rarity is going to be making twelve copies of each dress. So doesn't that render all of the uniqueness and like specific design that she put in for each pony completely useless? Like they're not unique anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is part of why I think that she didn't take that commission. That's so fair, because, like, these are tailored to each individual pony so specifically that, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, you may like the dress, but it's it means so much more for the, the original owner. Yeah. But that kind of goes to my next point, which Izzy and I both commented on, which is <laughs> basically, so this is the first of many times Rarity catches a big break and it ends up amounting to nothing because yeah. they've got to maintain the status quo. Yeah, Rarity is not allowed to become big famous uh, fashion designer because then she wouldn't be in Ponyville anymore. Um, th- Like... So the season, the the season finale, like the season, the series finale happened and like you see some of it and I'm not going to go too much into it, but like, I think after a point where we stop seeing them and when we get this last episode, like maybe she does, but during the show itself, it never happens. She just keeps making like famous ponies come to her. Yeah. Like you can't succeed and move out of the country. You're stuck in the country. Yeah. Like I, she does. Mm, there is an episode where she goes to Manhattan at one point, which uh, is her trying to get her big break, uh, and she almost succeeds, uh, but she move basically moves there, and the other ponies are like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, because it does have that implication of, like, you're not allowed to succeed, because your friends will miss you. It's yeah. like, you can be a famous- the famous- famous you can be a famous fashion designer and still stay where you are they have a train they have pegasi rarity can ship things people can come to her damn yeah twilight can use her magic to like teleport shipments because she sends things uh you know, she she can, yeah. <laughs> Spike this. just has to set the dresses on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll it's be fine. fine. It's fine. This is fine. That's how Celestia gets all her clothing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. So we did it. We did. Uh, so there is a couple more things we do before we leave. Um, and wow, this is a long episode. We um, 
We're going to go ahead and cap off this episode with our takeaway, our big takeaway and like our favorite moment that we want to highlight from the show. So for me personally, um, I always think about this video I watched where someone was talking about a musical and how the musical in a way was a little overrated because the songs were so clearly produced for mass consumption. So like if you haven't seen the musical, you can still sing along to the song and really enjoy the song and get a lot from it without the musical. But these songs are so custom to the show. Like you, this, this song would mean nothing to you outside of the context of this show. And I really like that, that they're not trying to go for like radio hits. They're like, no, we're going to make a song where Rarity narrates every move she's making while sewing a dress. Yeah. And my main event is just, uh, like I was saying above, I really love Rarity's dressing gown, must mane, and fuzzy slippers. Like, the character designers had a lot of fun with it. It's really adorable, and it's a fun break from her regular character model. Um, mine is when they do the second fashion show for Hoity Toity, and he's just amazed just blown away by this my favorite thing is when he's like i'm suddenly craving and he lists all of these like apple pastry desserts <laughs> and i'm just like mood same <laughs> <laughs> gonna go make a pie real fast <laughs> right gonna make myself a tart <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all right and as always we're going to end each week with a horse fact this is a random piece of horse trivia that we found on the internet that may or may not be true. We're assuming it's true because the internet would never lie. Uh, this week's horse fact is actually from Izzy at the Sean Deere on Twitter. I would never lie to you. I know, right? Um, <laughs> and it is that horses have a bone inside their hooves called a coffin bone, which is just metal as fuck. <laughs> it is literally a bone inside of their hoof. Isn't it like the equivalent to like the the last bone on your fingertip? Yes, because their hoof is basically a fingernail because I'm not going to say this. I, the, I'm not going to say this. That's another horse fact for another time. No, we've already done we've already done the fact that horses basically walk on oh, one okay. finger. Yeah, it's just one finger. It's my favorite horse fact in the whole wide world. <laughs> I don't so it was know why like they one of the first ones. To be like I think this. I'm pretty sure it was the first horse fact because August <laughs> loves that horse fact. Yeah, so they much. have a, they have the the bones in like their upper like their their shoulder slash like upper like leg are basically like the, the similar to the bones that you have in the palm of your hand, um, and the other bones are pretty equivalent down to their pasterns to the digits of your finger well yeah, don't ask me why it's... they evolved like this i don't know why <laughs> yeah it's it's my favorite horse fact in the whole wide world uh it was in fact the first horse fact we ever did i went back and checked the document um <laughs> but yeah uh Anyway, uh, if you have fun, any fun horse facts that you'd like us to include on the show, send them to us on Twitter at EquestriaGaze, and we'll give you a shout out. So until next time, stay cool, everypony. I am finger gunning at the microphone. <laughs> and remember <laughs> that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and wear your fucking mask. It's not hard. <laughs>
It's really clip, nice. Clip, 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 it's not clip, even clip, hard. Clip, 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 clip. <laughs> clap and a cursed thing to say after we clap oh my yeah. god <laughs> is it All too right. cursed to end up in the blooper reel no <laughs> okay let it then uh so rarity's dressing gown <laughs> has led to oh my god so much so much porn oh, oh my god. god why am i surprised thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Tell your friends about us or tweet about us using the Equestria Gaze hashtag. We're also a member of Standing Stones Productions, a nonprofit podcasting guild. Some of our other shows include Follow the Leader and The Room Where It Happened, two TTRPG actual play shows, and The Escaphil Files, a podcast where two of our friends read and talk about the Animorph series. You can find out more about all of our projects at stones underscore standing on Twitter. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Anyway, your support means a lot. Thanks again for listening.